You're listening to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and Jack Wright. The Bear Down Chicago Podcast. Yeah, we're that Bears podcast. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Chicago Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dangle, and we... We're all pretty, pretty upset about the things that took place uh, as we are recording. It happened today on the 4th of July uh, in Highland Park. Um, and so you're going to have to give us kind of a, a minute to kind of settle ourselves. And we're going to talk about that. Um, before we do, we're going to hit you guys with this real quick. We couldn't be here without uh, our great sponsor, Jeff Cadwalder. If you're thinking about buying or selling a house in the Chicagoland area, there's only one person and one person only you need to go to, and that's Jeff Cadwalder with At Properties. Jeff is making it happen for his buyers using proven tactics to help them get the contracts, and it's not about paying the highest price either. Make sure you contact Jeff today to learn more. You can visit GenevaJeff.com or call or text him at 630-254-4734. Sheridan's Barbershop, located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, has been serving the community for 68 years. With six barbers open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, they have appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. You can go to sheridansbarbershop.com or you can call 630-668-0137 and book your appointment today. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. All right, so we are really, really thankful to have Kieran and Noel from the Irish Bears show with us. And guys, you know, feel free to chime in. Um, Kieran, I know that you you've got a, a family connection to it. Uh, Jack and I have a, a pretty good friend uh, that was there um, with his kid at his first parade and had to pick his kid up and carry him to safety. Uh, I had some of my in-laws that were also uh, there about a block away from where it took place. And I'm so thankful that they're okay. But just as we hear some of the stories about all this stuff, um, I feel like it was a week ago, guys, that we were just talking about Uvalde. Like we just talked about that. And, you know, we, we had a couple of people reach out to say that they were, you know, that we did a good job covering it. And we're really thankful to hear that feedback, but I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about the Chicago bears. Um, the, this, the football team that I absolutely love. Um, but instead we have to talk about this, this absolute nonsense. And I'm, I'm frustrated. Yeah. I think for at least the three of us, I mean, like you said, Ryan, like Kieran has a family connection. You guys had connections that were there. I have friends, people that were, I'm not sure if they were there. I know they said they were, you know, marked themselves safe and everything, but I have friends that live there visited Highland Park many, many times. It's such a wonderful place. And when you see something like that, it's obviously a mass shooting anywhere is awful. But when it's like literally just a few miles down the road from you, you're like, what the hell is going on? And especially on a 4th of July parade, I didn't know when you said that about your uh, 
uh, your friends, how it was uh, the kids first parade. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like that gutted me. Cause like, I mean, that's not, obviously it's not what a parade's supposed to go. Like it's happy. It's, it's for the kids. That's what these parades are for. You're throwing candy. You're seeing a bunch of people not having to run away in terror and seeing all those videos with everybody just running away, screaming, trying to make sure people are okay. There's stories about kids being put in dumpsters to be so that they're safe. And again, all of this is happening right down the road. Like I cannot it's so hard to fathom and it's been eating at me all day. Um, thankfully, uh, since we're recording this, they did catch the guy so that at least there's some justice there, but at the same time, you're talking about over a dozen people injured, at least, I think it was like five or six killed six. It's just awful. And I don't know. I'm really, I'm really struggling with it. I, I told you guys before we started, I'm like, I'm not in a good mood today. Um, I'm really excited to talk with Kieran and Noel about bear stuff, but like this, this is just awful and it keeps happening and it's, it's happening in more and more just, I don't know, events and places. It's, you know, again, we do school shootings, movie theater shootings, now parades, like nothing is safe anymore. And I'm sick of it. And I'm, I'm just sick of having these conversations. I'm sick of seeing it. I don't know. So yeah, I just, I'm I'm at a loss for words. I really am. Given the fact that I just came back from a trip out east, I was at the nation's capital. I was, you know, in Philadelphia where the Constitution was signed. I've been. It's the Fourth of July today. I, I've been incredibly reflective, and and I guess I, I just I think more and more day in and day out, we're we're just doing it wrong right now. Like we're just we are so far away from what it was that was intended, it, it, and it's it, it's. A little bit difficult to watch others not see it. It's a, it's surreal almost in some ways. Here, here's the thing: we currently have a group of powerful people who have a platform, and those people are using that platform to instill fear and polarization in our country. They claim to be on our side. They claim to know what our lives are like. They claim to represent us, and they don't. They just don't. And what we are seeing is those people benefit either monetarily or through votes or through more power. And they are successfully tearing us apart. And they are successfully sending us down a road that's dangerous, incredibly dangerous. And I don't know what the solution is going to be, but it's frightening. Personally, I don't think there is one because when you have people in power, that don't want to change, you don't get change, right? The people may want to do it. You see it all the time when it comes to elections. It's never to do a popular vote or anything like that. And look, the perspective that I come from is both obviously having family in Chicago. My fiance is from New York. I, I get all, all that. But then we look at this from kind of stepping back. And I think I was talking to the guys before one of our shows and obviously two of the guys on both Corey and uh, Adam on the show are both from Chicago and we've we've said like even though I have family there I would never want to move my family to the U.S. anymore because I wouldn't feel that it's safe enough for you to bring like your kids I actually had this conversation with my fiance when we were in New York we're like do we would we ever move to the U.S. and we both kind of said 
now we're past that point because at some point you'll start a family and it's just not safe. And it shouldn't be like that. When you're in, when you think of the US, it shouldn't be a country where you go into and you feel unsafe. No, I don't know about you. The only time I think we ever probably experienced something similar to this was when all those attacks were happening in Europe, all the terrorist attacks. And it seemed it was happening month after month. And I remember a week after the Manchester bombing in one of the stadiums, I went to a concert a couple of days after and you were looking at the security there and you were looking at all the traffic that was around and there was like an air of uneasiness and you shouldn't have to deal with that. And the fact that the people that are in charge don't want this to change and they're doing, I guess, just trying to do enough just to appease some people and not actually fix things. For us over here in Ireland, it's foreign to us because our police officers don't even go around with guns. Like, because you don't need to. You don't need to use deadly force to detain somebody. But the problem is when <laughs> random Joes on the street have are able to get them, it's crazy. There was always a video, and it was kind of a comedy sketch here. I can't remember how long ago it was, maybe five or six years ago. And it showed a kid, must have been like 14 or 15, trying to buy alcohol in the States. I can't remember what, what state it was. Couldn't get it no matter where he went, but goes to the first place and is able to buy an automatic rifle. And I'm like, for us here, it makes absolutely no sense. We try and comprehend it and we just can't because we don't have to deal with that. We have maybe other problems, but it's never even close to being as bad. Like we've never had to go to a school and be fearful of your life like early on in my career I started off as a teacher moved away from that never once was was I fearful of doing that but it must be absolutely heartbreaking when you see all these different stories all the time and trying to feel safe in that type of environment uh I'll just say this um that my wife and I are having very serious conversations about whether or not we want to raise our child here in the United States. Like I can't, and like, I can't believe I'm uttering that sentence. Like I just, it's, it's after Uvalde and then this, and it's just being so close to home. And like I said, our, our friend that had to go through what he had to go through today. Uh, it's, it's just, it's really difficult. So. Um, it puts us in a difficult spot, I think too, because, you know, I think I can hear the voices of the love it or leave it people. You don't like this country, et cetera, et cetera. Then get out. And I, I always think back to our good friend, Ryan, you know, Dan Everton, who likens it to your best friend. You've got a best friend. You don't love everything about that best friend, but they're still your best friend. There's plenty of things that we don't love about this country, but I still do love this country. You know, and I just I, I always think, too, of uh, the author James Baldwin has a quote, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. And I think that proactive, progressive people are trying to face things as a means for change. And I really wish that the politicians and the leaders of this country would be part of that, would be part of that facing things as a means for change. I, it feels helpless not to have a solution, and especially today. Yeah, I really like that that you mentioned about kind of having a friend or a best friend and while you, you love them, like at the end of the day, you still want 
the best for them and sometimes it's like having those hard conversations with a friend like sometimes you want them to be better and that's what I think needs to happen and I don't know what it's going to take we've seen this for for years and years where there's protests about it and nothing seems to change and unfortunately the way the political sphere has happened in the states we we're lucky enough that we don't kind of have just two parties that everybody just goes you're either here or you're there um i don't know it's i don't know what's gonna make change happen like it's because we keep seeing these happen we keep seeing like i'm sorry but if if change doesn't happen when when there's a shooting in an elementary school i don't know why it's gonna change agreed folks we're going to take a second or two here, just kind of collect our thoughts. Uh, and then when we come back, we are going to talk bears. So give us all just a second to kind of collect our thoughts here. All right. So folks, thank you so much for giving us that time. We, we had to actually uh, hit the pause button on record, uh, just have a quick vent session and we're back and we're ready to talk about all things bears. So uh, I'm your host, Ryan Dangle. I am joined by Jack Wright. You can find him on Twitter at Bear Down Jack. Brennan Chagru is also with us. You can find him at Brennan Chagru. That's S-U-G-R-U-E. Patrick Sheldon and Logan Bradley had other commitments. They couldn't make it, but it's okay because we have Kieran and Noel from the Irish Bear Show. Now, these these guys, we go way, way back. Uh, and actually, when we were still the Bear Down Report, uh, we had a chance to talk with these guys. And I am super, super thrilled to have them on board with us. Uh, Kieran, Noel, let's let's uh, let's start it all over again, guys. Thank you so much for being here, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ryan. It's always yeah, great to be that, on. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, as, as Kieran said, it's it's great to be on with you guys, and great to chat. So yeah. So, gentlemen, you in the last six months to a year have blown up, to be frank. How is it, you know, you've got a podcast, you've got your YouTube channel. How did two dudes from Ireland become such big Bear, Bears fans that you decided to start on the venture that you started and have so successfully put in motion? Well, Jack, I have to give it to you. You came on a five-hour podcast with us during the draft, so probably that's what's done it. That was <laughs> so fun, but I don't think that was the reason. Real, real quickly. So, Jack, you know, you guys did I, – I just want to interject. You guys did the draft shows. It was awesome, and Jack, you know, joined you guys, I think, for the second night, and it was like, I think, three hours or something. He texts us. He's like, hey, I'm going out with the Irish Bears guys again. I was like, again? I was like, how do you have the energy? And then he's on for like five hours. I was like, Jack, you are a madman. But then I'm like, you guys are doing it too. Like, you guys are just awesome. So that was that that always made me laugh. Like, Jack was like your, your extra member there for a bit. Yeah, it was, it was, so fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. That day three was – especially with everything that went down was a lot of fun. But to your question, mine is always a little different than the other guys on, on the show, because even though I live here in Dublin, I've had a very kind of normal kind of upbringing to the bears. Like from, I, I can't even remember the first time even kind of going to games and stuff. Cause I used to visit my family in Chicago, probably two to three times a year. And it would, we would always either go, at thank or thanksgiving or christmas was one of the times and i'd always remember just like being able to sit on the couch just watch bears football with you've like 10 or 12 people around you and it's very hard not to kind of i guess just fall in love with the game in terms of that and when we when we started this it was more of just to be able to i guess just have fun with like 
other Bears fans and just be able to talk about your favorite team. And it was more of like an outlet with everything going on with COVID. Everything was so negative. And we were just saying, let's just have a bit of fun, get people involved, get people that if they want to talk about Bears, that they can. And that was the whole kind of starting point and just brought on different people that have been kind of involved with the show and we just haven't really looked back. We're always kind of looking to see what's the next thing we can do with it just to, I guess, give Bears fans the the content that they want and that they deserve. Yeah, no, my start to the Bears now, to be honest with you, I don't even remember when I started or how or why. I don't have the link Kieran has with family and, and I'm visiting. I mean, the, the, I just... I've always seemed to support the Bears probably since the mid nineties. The only the only real kind of reason I can think for it is I had a friend from London who used to spend his summers in Ireland, and he was a big American football fan and he was a Bears fan. So I don't know if he was the one that kind of introduced me and and kind of pushed me that way. They've just always seemed to be there through a few goods and lots of bads, but you know that's that's part of it. That's all part of the fun, I guess. But then talking about the show then, obviously, you know, with lockdown, kind of things became a bit more, you know, a bit more chatty online. I kind of got into the Bears Twitter and got to know a lot of people on Bears Twitter. And things kind of just rolled from there then. It just, it's, it's like, it, it can, it can be tough at times, but it is an amazing place. There are so many good people on there that you can get to know and who are knowledgeable and fun and, and, and good to talk to outside of actual football as well. And yeah, I mean, I got to know Kieran, I got to know Ant through through Twitter, and then the guys obviously started, and then I think I maybe on the second pod with them, and then just kind of got to know them more, and it, it just kind of rolled along like that. But as Kieran says, it's just a great place to go on and talk bears. You know, you just it's it's nice because I I actually have some friends who are American football fans, but there's no Bears fans, there's Giants and Packers. Best man at my wedding was a Packer, but you know we'll say no more about that. Oh my dear, that uh, must be a really good friend. A really good friend. I tell you, but no, um, that totally comes back to the conversation we were having earlier, right? Like so, so yes, he's got a yes, best friend, go. and <laughs> clearly he is very. There you go. <laughs> Aside from that, he's probably a really good guy. But then, well, <laughs> you know, he can be. He's all right. But um, but from there then, yeah, it just grows. You get to know people online. I think Brian, uh, Ryan, you're probably one of the first people I kind of, you know, you've brought me into the message group with yourselves and a few of the lads. And, you know, you guys have been amazing. And obviously there's been some tough times over the last year for me as well, which I haven't gone into much with a lot of people. But you guys were were there like for, for a couple of big things that happened in my life over the last year. And, you know, even things like that, that shows how great people are online in the Bears Twitter that, you know, you can just kind of get to know these people. And yeah, so <laughs> I've rambled on a bit, but yeah, that's basically it, Twitter. Well, Noel, I, I know I speak for all Bears fans. Even though you, know, you don't know how you got here, you're here and that's all that matters. And yeah, uh, you're, you're talking a little bit about, we've got uh, we've got a, uh, a WhatsApp conversation going amongst some guys in the UK, some guys in Ireland and a dude in Australia. And it's just, it's been, it's been a great group. It's been really, really awesome, especially with COVID and everything else that Kieran was kind of talking about. So you guys have only, it's crazy, but you guys have only been doing this for like a year and a half now, but I, I've seen the progression of, I think you did a weekly show at first, then it's two week, two shows a week and then three. And then, Next thing you know, you're doing marathon shows with our guy Jack during the draft and just, you know, <laughs> having a, a ton of fun, giving great analysis. But 
I'm really impressed with how much content you guys are putting out, especially lately. So it's a simple question, but I'm sure it doesn't have a simple answer. Like, how do you do it? How do you get so much, so many shows out there and uh, have the quality of content as well? I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) 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 Uh, We've always said when we started the show was it was going to be, first of all, the atmosphere you want is like, as if you're going to a pub and just talking football with your friends. Then when the bear season starts, it kind of becomes a like little therapy session. It makes you feel a little bit better. But yeah, what we've just, I guess, lately doing more shows is we want to make sure that we're able to cover different bases because people like different types of videos. Like some people prefer the kind of general conversation about the bears in terms of the podcast we have, We've been doing a lot of kind of player analysis videos over the last week or so because there's some people that prefer just listening to those type of things. So like we kind of said before, and kind of our aims for the show was always to have something for all Bears fans, whether it be a specific type of video. Like some Bears fans, we we see it all the time. Like when the draft comes around, some are just really want to dig into the draft. And we've done that and we've done a lot of work on that over the last kind of six or seven months when it came to that. But it's always one of those where we kind of talk in, in our own group is what do we want to do? What do we like to listen to? And we always try and get feedback from, from the listeners and see what do they enjoy? What are some of the guests they'd like to have on? And that's kind of what we like to do. And just being able to be a platform for Bears fans to listen and to engage about their favorite team. And that's, it's kind of the essence of how we started the show and we always want to continue that. We don't want to kind of, it doesn't matter kind of how popular the show were to get or how, how much it may change. We always want to go back to the roots of how we started it, where it's something for all Bears fans. And that's kind of the reason why we've done it. We're able to put out more content now because a lot of it is we pre-record stuff. Uh, we have like one live show now and we pre-record all the things. So it kind of gives us the, I, I guess, the platform to do it in our own free time when because we're all in kind of different areas. Now, Ant is now over in Sweden. Myself and Noel are in Ireland. Tony's in Scotland. We have the guys in Chicago. So it kind of gives us a better idea to be able to do videos that people want. Um but also to have a good variety of stuff on the channel. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a really good point about you guys kind of being in different places now. And of course, Ant being in Sweden, when's the name change coming? I mean, I don't know. Is it still the Irish bear show? Is it I Irish Swedish show? That's, that's too much. I can't. <laughs> nah, we're, we're waiting for Ant to do something crazy and then he's going to have to go off and do a Swedish bear show or something like that. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but no, no, we look, we we're always going to kind of stick with it with just with, with the roots, because again, yeah. I, I guess the reason we started it, obviously when we first did, it was myself, Ant and, and no three dudes from Ireland, but then we brought in more, but it's just kind of the connection between, a lot of us in in Chicago, there's a lot of people that do actually have the Irish heritage and it's something that we like to, and I guess it's more of the way we want to portray the podcast as well to where it is about kind of having fun. It is about obviously being able to be serious and talking about our favorite team, but in a, I guess in a different style or a different way. And 
I can't imagine it changing <laughs> anytime soon. We've done too much work on it over <laughs> the last like, 15 months. I don't think it's going to change for a while, but uh, yeah, that's, that's many. I don't know if you want to kind of come in on any of this now. Yeah, no, look, a lot of what you said, Kieran. it's great that we have the different kind of voices in the group so we can kind of pull in and have different kind of ideas of what we think, what would we like as a Bears fan? We're all slightly different, so what would we like to cover? And then, as Kieran said, we, we kind of just try to give the listeners that little bit of variation and, and and try and you know give people what they may like and we get a we've been lucky enough we have a, a fair few as i'm sure you guys do kind of guys who follow us who we always see there who always interact with us so they're always very good as well of kind of letting us know you know starting conversations with us and talking about certain things so we kind of have an idea what people want but that that's really as karen said it's just nice to be able to to interact with other Bears fans and try and give them the kind of conversations and topics that hopefully they're interested in that will keep them coming back and, and keep them happy. So what's next for you guys? That's, that's tough. Um, I guess it's, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of unknown right now. Cause we're, we're actually saying this, like we find it difficult even at the moment to, for certain videos. And it's kind of why we're doing these player analysis ones to kind of, get ourselves prepared for when training camp happens. But these couple of weeks when there's nothing, um, there's no news, it's tough. So honestly, I think a lot of it is the preparation for the season. We, I think it was maybe two or three months ago that we launched a website. At some point in time, we'll be doing kind of, I guess, merchandise and stuff just because I get too many people DMing me, asking me for hoodies and like, I don't have any. Um, so like things, things like that. But we've always said, we just want to kind of let it grow naturally, not try and force anything because we want to kind of stick to where we started with. And we've always said when people come to listen to the show, our aim is to keep them there and to keep them listening. And, and that's kind of the main thing that we want to do. And again, just build from that and be able to just, produce content that like we've said before bear fans really do crave i feel like you could probably do a couple of months on daz newsome alone can't you i mean I, i'm sure anthony just tease that out <laughs> yeah would love it <laughs> i heard bad news about him today the fact that he's not being talked about very much kind of says a lot but uh i'm here to throw the hardballs at you guys who has been amongst your favorite guests so far aside from present company of course obviously who has been amongst your favorite guests <laughs> no i'm gonna let you go first while i think <laughs> oh there, there has been a few obviously jeff brought us in the uh, the great news on uh ryan pace at the time which was turned into quite a nice show but i have to say i actually i enjoyed a lot talking to thomas graham jr i uh, i thought he seemed like a good guy I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for him even more now coming up to the season because he just seemed like the, a good guy with the right attitude and, and you know, the right desire to, to want to get into the team and, and do well. And, yeah, like, and that's, you know, we talked to Iggy as well, who I thought was a great guy. So it's it's hard to pick one, but just if, if I do pick one that stands out, it is Thomas Graham Jr. He's he's someone now I'm, I'm definitely cheering on just a little bit more now just from talking to him and, and seeing what a, kind, what a guy he is. Yeah, the play, it's always nice to be able to get kind of different players and stuff on. And obviously Bears fans like to like to hear that. But personally, I think the ones that I enjoy the most are with kind of other guys that do the same thing that we do, that they just like to 
talk about Bears football because they genuinely enjoy it and it's not a job for them because often you may get like you can get reporters on you can get different people that may work in it and that's their whole life but it at the end of the day we have to remember while they may be Bears fans at the heart of it it is still a job for them I like to talk to people to where it is a passion and it kind of goes with us as well. So some of those shows, often it shows you do not expect that are going to be some of kind of the most enjoyable ones. And I've mentioned before the, the draft shows, like people think that it's like whatever, four or five hours, but it goes really quick because it's literally like being in a pub talking to your friends. And those are the types of shows I really enjoy. But if I'm talking about like certain guests we've had, one of the guys who's an NFL agent, Corey, on the show, and the one I really, really enjoy is he, when he comes on and he tells us about certain things that's happening for some of his guys, some of his UDFA clients, and just the background to it, I find myself learning more about, about the game that you think you know kind of how a lot of it works, and you really don't <laughs> until you talk to one of those types of guys. All the guys at kind of NBC Sports Chicago as well, they're great dudes. They're always fun to have on. So we always enjoy that too, but it's tough. (laughs) We've had a lot of guests, but we, we like the different shows for, I guess, different reasons. And that's kind of where it is. Obviously it's like Noel said, it's nice to have guys like Thomas Graham Jr. Come on and be able to talk to him when it was about a year ago when we were kind of raving about him during the draft. So it's kind of weird to go full circle there, but I know it's kind of a wishy-wash answer, but yeah, there's a lot of people that we really enjoyed the, the shows with, especially yourself, Jack. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It looks like Thomas Graham Jr. is in the lead for the nickel spot, and that's kind of cool. He came on strong at the end. He was fun to watch. He certainly was. And it would be nice if a player like that could could force his way into the team. It's always nice when you're when the players you draft are the ones that rise to the top. You know, There's just something sweet about bringing in a player that you've identified, well, obviously the old regime, but still drafted in by the Bears and to see them actually fight their way up and, and become starters. So at the end of the day, as long as the Bears win, I don't really mind, but I will still. Players like that, it is still nice to see them do well. Might be a bad time to uh, admit I predicted Tavon Young would be the nickel cornerback instead of Thomas Graham, but oh well, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still rooting for him. I really do like what Thomas Graham brings to the table. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you guys that we haven't talked about yet is, and I know it's, it's kind of weird just with everything that's happened today, but I am genuinely excited for you guys to come to Chicago for the bears game later this fall. Obviously I know you're just thrilled for the game itself, but I want to know from you, like, what are you most excited about coming to our, to the city, like seeing things, sightseeing food, uh, what's on your bucket list for coming to Chicago this fall? No, I'll let you take it first for the whole sightseeing thing. And then my answer is very simple. So I'll let you go first. Um, everything, to be honest, you know, I've, I've never actually been to Chicago. I've seen the Bears play a few times, but that's been in London and, you know, in New York. I've never actually been to Chicago. So it's just Chicago, the whole iconic look. I watch a lot of Chicago PD and Chicago Fire. So I feel like I know the streets, you know, but no, just just to, to, to see the place, <laughs> taste the food. <laughs> You know, and then obviously the game on top of that will be to, to see a game in Soldier Field is something I haven't seen. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. My, and obviously I've, to meet Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I have, uh, I have three things. Obviously, I have to say this first. 
getting to see my family that I have not seen since before COVID. That's uh, definitely one. Uh, number two is eating some Luma Maddie's pizza again. I miss that very much. And uh, number three is boozing with some of the, the fun guys that might come out with us over those couple of days. They're gonna be a lot of they're gonna be a lot of fun and yeah, look, just getting to hang out with Bears fans and being able to, I guess, do everything in person and not just over podcast platform. It'll be it'll be good fun. But that, like, that's the thing, Kieran, as well. Sorry, just for us, because we haven't all been together, obviously. So even for us on the Irish Bears show, to to get to meet Corey and Adam in person and, and obviously as I say, Ryan and you know, everyone else. I don't know if we'll meet any of you guys will be there as well, you know, just just like that, people we've talked to for the last year and a half, even each other, to finally actually have a drink and have a laugh in person. I, I mean, can't, I can't wait to see Noel eat lose for the first time. Like that, the that or Portillo's, whatever it is, whatever Chicago food we put in front of him. Like I'm excited to watch that. I'll happen. try it all. <laughs> and I think I'm really, I'm excited for you guys to see the whole bears game day experience, because it truly is different in Chicago. I mean, you can even see it during a preseason game. People are just all downtown fired up with their bears jerseys singing, you know, bear down chaining green Bay sucks underneath the bridge. It's it really is just a whole experience. And I'm so happy that you guys not only get to experience that, but to experience that all together, like as a podcast and be together, I think it's, it's really cool. So I'm I'm so happy you guys are going to be able to do it. Yeah, we're going to be like tailgating and everything beforehand. I think we've oh, yeah. already got that sorted. So, and look, it'll, it'll be fun just being able to talk to, I guess, the general Bears fans as well. It'll be, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to actually get to go to the game as a group as well. And it's always good to kind of meet people in person that you've really, you seem like you know everything about them, but yeah, you haven't met yet. So it, that's going to be a lot of fun. And it's the Washington game, right? Yeah, it's a Thursday night football game. There you go. So you're pretty much guaranteed a win, too. It's awesome. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, We'll see. Right? Okay. All right. So, gentlemen, we're thrilled about this. We've got a a somewhat of a new segment that we've been kind of running. Um, It's just true-false. It's really pretty simple. We ask that you keep your answers roughly 30 to 60 seconds. Try to keep them short, brief, to the point. What we're going to do is we're going to establish an order. And so we're just going to keep that order for all of these questions. So you've got to tell me, is this a true or false statement? and why it is a true or false statement, right? So for this, what we're going to do is we're going to go in this order. We're going to go Jack, Noel, Brendan, Kieran, and I will finish it up. Short, sweet, to the point, boys. Uh, And we're going to have some fun ones in here. Some of these are football related and some of these are not. So we're going to start off with a big one, and I'm very excited to see this. So again, one more time, that order is Jack, Noel, Brendan, Kieran, and I will finish it up. The Chicago Bears will have a winning record in 2022. False. They will not have a winning record. And I think probably the offensive line is becoming more and more of a concern, Ryan. Again, props to you on seeing that from the very start. They don't know what they're going to do. And things might transpire and it might be okay. But that's a big question mark. So they will not have a winning record. I'm going to say true. The Bears will have a winning record because <laughs> I've already predicted nine wins, so I'll have to go with that. But I, do, I I think they're going to surprise us. I think there's some players in there that maybe because they're not the big name, people are kind of dismissing them. I think the schedule is a bit easier than last year. 
And I just think coaching changes are going to be massive compared to what we had previously. So I'm, I'm going to be optimistic and say true. Sadly, I'm going to say false. I'm still on the train of them winning six games. I just can't go over that yet. I, I think this is going to be a transition and, and that's okay, but they're going to play tougher, more competitive football. I think even if they do lose, it will be by close margins. I don't foresee really I mean, you're not really predicting stuff, but I don't, I don't foresee any blowouts coming in terms of losses. So I just think this team is going to be finding their identity. I think they will get there eventually this season, but there's just going to be some bumps in the road, and I'm fully prepared for that. Yeah, I'm going to go with false as well. Um, I'm pretty similar to Brendan. I think the Bears are probably going to hover over six, seven wins maybe. Um, but again, it can all depend on injuries. I just see this as a development year. You're trying to reshape the roster on a fly because you're kind of putting a pretty crappy position. Um, so often when that happens to teams, they don't win a lot of games, but look, you never know. The NFL is crazy. We think some teams are going to be amazing one year and suddenly they win four games and then the team's going to be terrible and they win eight, nine, 10. I don't think the bears are going to be at that point, but we'll see. So for now, I'm going to say false. Yeah, I'm going to go false on this one as well, boys. I just, I don't see an offensive line or enough weapons outside of Darnell Mooney and their running backs, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery to get it done. All right, gentlemen, for the second one, and make sure we're paying close attention to this one. We're not just talking about this season. We're talking about the longevity of their entire career. David Montgomery will eventually pass Matt Forte as the Bears' second all-time leading rusher. He's got a little over 8,000 yards in his career. Will David Montgomery pass him up? So the statement is that Monty will pass him up. Is that true or false? That is false. First of all, he's just over, you know, 2,800 yards. That's one. And so that's quite a ways away. He would need a lot more years with the Bears. He's not going to get a lot more years with the Bears because the Bears are not going to re-up on David Montgomery. Not because he's not a good back or not because he can't catch the ball out of the backfield, but just simply because the league has changed so much when it comes to running backs and they will find themselves another. Yeah, no, I I, I think false. I think there's a strong chance Montgomery isn't here after this season. Um, So unless he has an absolutely unreal season this year, uh, record breaking, no, I don't think he's going to have the time to actually move up there. I too am going to say false. But I'm actually thinking the Bears might re-up Montgomery after all. They're going to have the cash next year. And they've already gone on record by saying that he's, he's a leader. They've called him out so many different times. He's still young, heading into his fourth year. I think there's a chance they get him on like a three-year deal potentially for a decent amount of money. But even then, if he sees another, let's say, three years with the Bears, I don't think it's happening. Forte was a he's a special back. He really was. And he was also one of the beneficiaries of one of those final big contracts that running backs got before they got to free agency about 10 years ago. So it's still not going to happen. But I think he's going to be on the team after this season. Yeah, I'm going to go with false, too, and primarily just because running backs don't get the same longevity that Matt Forte did have. Um, I do disagree with, with Brendan Moore. So just based on the position, I don't think that you're going to pay a running back a, quite a lot of money, even if you do have all the cap space. I, I can't see it happening. I don't see him going to have the amount of years it's going to need 
to catch up with the likes of Matt Forte. So for that reason, I'm going to say false. I'm going to say false. You guys, basically every you've covered all of the things that I wanted to say, but we'll say this, Brendan, I think you may have convinced me. Maybe we do see David Montgomery for one more contract. All right, gentlemen, number three. And I want to obviously stir things up with all the Packer fans that are listening to this, which is zero. There are zero Packer fans that are listening, but whatever, we're going to have some fun with this. Darnell Mooney will have more receiving yards in 2022 than any single Packer receiver. True or false? Wow, I can see it. Everyone's faces look the same, anguished. And this is an interesting one, especially for me, because while I do think that Darnell Mooney is a good receiver, I've been on record as saying that I don't think he's necessarily an elite number one like those that you see in other in other towns. But, okay, I'm going to go false, only because of Aaron Rodgers. I think because Aaron Rodgers is there, the receivers will up their play in Green Bay and there will be somebody that will elevate to a level that will go beyond the level that Darnell Mooney will. And I feel like I'm going to throw up in my mouth for having said all of that because I, as you know, I loathe number 12, but yeah, that's my answer. I'm going to go true. I'm just going to, I know I get the whole Aaron Rodgers point, but I just think I'm, 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 I'm being a very a bit a big homer this year. I'm, I'm banking on the bears really stepping up. I think Justin Fields, you know, if they use him right, can can be a really good quarterback. And I think Mooney's going to take that next step. And I just don't want to give any positivity toward the Packers at all. So I'm just going for Mooney. I'm going to go true. My God. Um, Alan Lazard last year, 515 yards. Randall Cobb, 375 yards. Randall Cobb hasn't sniffed a thousand yard season in a long time. Sammy Watkins hasn't sniffed a thousand yard season in a long time. Alan Lazard hasn't gotten there. And I think both of them are solid receivers, but in terms of the pecking order with the bears, Darnell Mooney is far and away the top option and he's already done it once. I think he's going to do it again. And I feel really, really weird saying that, but I think the Packers are going to spread the ball a lot, spread the ball out more because they have to, and they're really, really going to rely on their two back system. Now, I think now more than ever. Yeah, I agree. I'd say true as well. And primarily just because of, there's been a pretty big turnaround at the wide receiver position for the Packers as well. Everybody wants to complain that the Bears don't have many weapons. It's a, it's not that great for Green Bay either. And they're going to be relying a little bit on some of their rookies, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubes, who kind of Packers kind of reporters have been talking about. But there's not really many guys there that you can be confident in that will get to a thousand yards or even close to it. So just based on that, I think Darnell Mooney does get more. I'm also going to say true. I don't think that there's a lot of other people on the Chicago bears are going to get to be getting that many receptions or at least that many targets from Justin Fields. I think that dude is going to have a good year as long as he stays healthy. All right, gentlemen, this next one is going to stir some bears fans up a little bit, maybe ruffle some feathers, you don't want to hear about the 1985 Chicago Bears anymore. True, because it's been what, 37 years, and it's ridiculous at this point that one of the major markets hasn't won another Super Bowl. And as much as I love that team and as much as I suffered through the years previous to the 85 Bears, and it was rough, they were bad, which made that 85 victory so much more sweeter in every way. 
it's time. It, it, it's time to like put that aside and win a Super Bowl in our lifetime in this era. Yeah, exactly what Jack said. True. Look, those guys are amazing. They they had a fantastic career. They they did an amazing job winning that Super Bowl. But it's 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 time to move forward, and yeah, look to the future. So true. True. I wasn't alive then. I mean, I I remember having conversations with with my dad when I first started doing a podcast, he's like, Hey, maybe you can get like an 85 bear on. And I'm like, yeah, it'd be fun. But also I'd rather get a 2000 bear on or a 2010 bear on because I can relate to what they went through. I, I remember watching their seasons. I was more connected to them and we just heard about it so much like you, Jack, you and Noel said. So yeah, true. I I'd rather hear about the current bears or the bears that I've experienced personally. So people talk with the 85 bears still. But yeah, true, true as well. Uh, same reason as Brendan, I was not alive then. Um, while it's great to go back and to watch some of the clips, I just want to see the current team do well. And I'm sick of having to hear about past teams comparing a, whenever we have a good defense to the 85 defense. I do not care. Let's just let's move forward into the future. Stop looking backwards. That's what we need to get to. And like Jack said, can we please get a team that even competes to get a Super Bowl? Because I am sick of having to go back all that time and get it that way. But hopefully we don't have to hear about it much more. Yep. Done with that team. Uh, they were the best to, to do it in Chicago. And yes, we have more championships and Super Bowls than the Lions and the Vikings. We have zero. Uh, but yeah, I'm done. I'm done hearing about it. All right, gentlemen, it's time to go a little bit off bears for this one. Guinness is the best beer in the world. False. And I like Guinness and I like a black and tan. It's a great winter beer. It's rich. I enjoy it greatly. But in the new era of beers, and there are so many great beers. I mean, think about where we've come in the last 10 years. A refreshing, crisp IPA is going to win in my book every day over a Guinness. Jack, 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 Jack. Yes, it's Guinness. Did I make friends? What else can I say? No, no you're <laughs> There's nothing better than a nice cold Guinness. Now, you have to drink it quickly. You can't let it, you know, lie there for too long. But yes, you get a good pint of Guinness and there's nothing better. I thought you drank it warm. No? Oh, no. Cold. No, no, okay. no, no. I stand corrected. I'm going to go true, I guess, depending on the time of year I'll say. So I'm a big Guinness fan from the months of let's say November through February. I love drinking it in the winter. I, I, I think it's my go-to like new year's beer, maybe uh, definitely holiday beer, uh, but just not in the summer. You know, I I'm a very seasonal beer drinker, but I've really grown accustomed to Guinness over the last, like I'd say five years or so. It's really, really, really good. And I don't know. At first, I wasn't a big stout guy, but it definitely grew on me. So I'll say true from the months of November to February. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do this in like 30 seconds. As we say over here, it's mother's milk. It's, uh, it's amazing. Um, you Guinness is, I feel, look, you have to have Guinness in Ireland. It does not taste the same in America. Reason for it is in Ireland, it comes from the Guinness storehouse. In America, it comes from Canada. So that's the reason why you want to make sure that you can really only make this if you come to Ireland, England, in some cases, they have, they get it from here as well. But yeah, it's 
it's no comparison if you get a really nice glass of Guinness, can't beat it. Am I right that its ABV is lower and it was purposely crafted by a priest who wanted folks to drink less, so he made it more filling, so you couldn't drink as much and get as drunk? Or am I just completely off? That may that may be the case, but it doesn't work because you, you, you <laughs> still you're still you're, you're still, still gonna get wasted. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. It's not my favorite beer, and but I will say this. Kieran is 100% correct. It definitely tastes better in Ireland. And so what do I do the very first day I'm in Ireland? We're in Ireland for three, maybe four days is we go see some of the sites and then it's find a pub, give me a Guinness. And at first sip, I was like, whoa, there is a noticeable, noticeable difference. All right, gentlemen, for this next one. Uh, actually, this one's going to be just Noel and just Kieran because Jack, Brendan, and I don't get anything to say about this. St. Patrick's is celebrated in Ireland. Yes, true. Yes, it is. Um, we probably don't have the parades you guys have. And uh, I think your your river looks a lot greener and nicer and better than ours. But um, yes, yes, it's, it's well celebrated with the uh, aforementioned Guinness. One or two of those maybe uh, consumed to celebrate the day. But yes, we, we can celebrate. <laughs> yeah, we, we do celebrate St. Paddy's Day. It, it, it does happen, just for everybody to know, Paddy's Day. Yeah, uh, we, we do have, a, we do have a, a Guinness or two, I would say. Uh, say, no, we know how to have a good time. But yeah, we don't need to be, we don't waste time in, in dyeing our river green. We have enough things going it's on. It's already there. green. It's already <laughs> green with all the toxic fumes that are in there. So we don't, we definitely don't need that. But uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's always a good time. Maybe not quite as crazy. You don't see people drunk at 8 a.m. in the morning as you go downtown, but we do it in our own way. Now, gentlemen, I have two true false statements left for you. Both of these are big and the last one i think may get some of you upset and i can't wait to see it happen mark tressman is the worst bears head coach over the last 20 years i want to make sure i'm making that distinction over the last 20 years mark tressman is the worst head coach for the chicago bears false i'm going to choose matt Nagy. And I know maybe that's recency bias. And I know your strong opinions, Ryan, on Mark Tressman, which is maybe why I'm choosing false, just to rally you up a little bit. But I just think that Nagy was a snake oil salesman like we've seldom seen in Chicago. And he sold us a bag of beans. And when it came down to brass tacks and actually coaching, he didn't do it a lot. Was it Kramer? I think it was Kramer today who said that it was like grade school coaching that was going on. Eric Kramer, former Chicago Bears. So uh, I'm going to say that he was not the worst that Matt Nagy was. This this is a tough one, Ryan, I'll be honest. But I, I'm going to slide for true. I know I know Maggie, Nagy has his faults, but we had that one good year. Now, I know Tressman had the one year where the offense was ranked second, I believe. But in general, that, just, that locker room was a mess. That whole... The whole situation, now obviously it came from Emery down. The whole lot was a complete mess. But yeah, he lost control of that locker room. And 
I'm just going to say yeah. And now look, it, I can't fault Jack for his decision because it's it's you know it's a flip of a coin maybe. But I'll just say yes. Tressman was true. Tressman was, and we're not talking about who was the worst offensive play caller or anything like that because or who had the worst offensive system because Tressman could put together an offense at least for one year. He could not run a head a football team as a head coach. Matt Nagy barely could but he did it enough where they were actually able to put together a couple of seasons where they were either 500 or over 500. I'm this is going to be a humble brag. I'm sorry, but I've talked to a few players who have been in the Trespan era. And it's one of the questions I always have to ask. And I'm like, what was the Mark Trespan era like? And I had Earl Bennett tell me he was afraid to talk to Jay Cutler. He was afraid to ask him about his, uh, what he thought about the playbook. Patrick Manley said he was just lying about practices being great and lying to, to players' faces. I mean, there's a story every time. Mark Trussman was the worst Bears head coach in the last 20 years, and I can say that definitively. I'm going to side with Jack, and I'm going to say false. And I'm not going to go for the same reason why I think this debate has gone on with Matt Nagy. I'm actually going to say the worst head coach in the last 20 years was John Fox. And the reason for it is, Tressman won 13 games. Okay, Fox won 14, but Fox also lost 34. With a, I think it was like a 290 win percentage. Like, I, I think people forget how bad and how boring those years were. It doesn't have to just be the offense. He was supposed to come in and have this great defensive system and try and make things better after Mark Tressman was gone, and he didn't. And you can blame the GM at that point, but still head coach needs to try and get the best out of the players. I don't think he did it. And I think Bears fans were, couldn't wait to get rid of him. And I actually think that's why a lot of people hyped up Nagy to way to the way they did, because we were so sick of John Fox. So for me, I'm going to say John Fox was the worst in the last 20 years. You make an excellent point. And if you look at pro football reference, I mean, Lovey Smith's, he was a 563 winning percentage, Trestman 406, John Fox 292, Matt Nagy 523. You make a great case. Kieran, I love you, but you're dead wrong. Phil Emery, in two years, uh, just annihilated, destroyed this Chicago Bears roster by, by I, I just, Shea McClellan. Like, that should, that should tell you everything you want. He left the cupboard so unbelievably bare that John Fox had nothing to work with. John Fox was not a good football coach. I will give you that, right? But he was nowhere near as bad as Mark Tressman. I think about this. Mark Tressman gave up the double 40 burger back-to-back, or was it 50 burger, Brendan? It was 50. 50 burger back-to-back. And a buy-in between. The team quit on him. Matt Nagy, this team didn't quit on him until the end of 2019 or beginning of 2020. They, he kept that locker room even though they weren't winning. Tressman never had the locker room. Sure, he may have understood offense, but that dude had no business being a coach in the NFL. Yeah, but they did nearly make the playoffs in his first year. You can't say that for, for John Fox or me. As a fan, was probably one of the most despondent times because at least in the first year, we got that false hope from Tressman to where year two people were expecting kind of you, them to take off. Now, that was probably the one of the worst years. But if I'm looking at it as an overall, the entire time that John Fox was there, I don't think anybody had 
many positive things to say. You may be right, it's to do with the players, but I still expect a good head coach to get a little bit more out of the players. We're saying that now. We want Eberflus to do that with some of the young players now. So you can kind of say the, the same thing. So for me, I look at it as kind of looking at the analysis of both. While both were terrible for many different reasons, <laughs> I'm just going to go with the guy that lost 34 games. I get that. Uh, the, the only thing I'll say about that is in 2013, when they almost made the playoffs, the Bears had their best offense in team history. Like, it's not close. They had the best offense they've ever had, and they only won eight freaking games. They were second in the league. And yes, you can say Trestman put that offense together. He was able to get some, uh, you know, he was able to get a lot out of Martellus Bennett, Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, Cutler, McCown, all of that. They still only won eight games and a team that was coached by a guy on the final game against green the green bay packers their team wasn't prepared to pick up a football that was knocked loose to take it in for a touchdown which wound up being the game changing play against the packers i'm pissed off again i'm gonna shut up (laughs) to be fair the team didn't pick up the ball twice in one game under matt nagy so (laughs) let's just say good riddance to all of them all of them yeah (laughs) all right now gentlemen this question I've been waiting to ask this question, but my good friend Jack Wright has been missing from the podcast for the past two weeks. He's had a lot going on, had an incredible trip uh, across country, and I can't wait to make this statement just to watch. I can already see it in his face. He knows the statement that is about to come up. Jay Cutler is the best quarterback of the Chicago Bears all time. False. False, unequivocally false. And I don't care about the numbers. I'm sure you could probably throw a litany of numbers at me, but you know me, Ryan, you know that I'm a coach and you know that I think about things like culture and locker room and leadership. There was no worse leader at quarterback. In fact, I don't know if I know any worse leader at quarterback, quite honestly, in any team, in any position, at any level, anybody worse than him. I've said before, the only time I liked Jay Cutler was when he would drop back and throw the ball because he threw a frozen rope. There's no doubting his athleticism. And then the ball traveled in the air, and that was about the only time that I liked the guy. So I'll I'll take Sud, you know, Sid Luckman. You don't want to hear it. You're probably throwing up in your mouth. I'll take Jim McMahon. I'll take any of them. Heck, I'll take Eric Kramer. I'll take Justin Fields. I'll take any of them. I'm not taking Jay Cutler. I'm a bit biased. I was a big, big Cutler fan. I know he had the. Uh, he, I know he had. The, sorry, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> we should we should have a sidebar here. Let's have a sidebar. <laughs> no, I know he he definitely had the attitude. You know, but I mean, are we are we talking actually on the pitch? Or are we talking the whole thing? I mean, look, at the end of the day, you want your your quarterback to go out there and make plays. And look, he wasn't perfect, but up against some of the, the quarterbacks in the history of the Bears. I'll, I'll give it to him just because I have about three Cutler jerseys still up there. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give it to Cutler. I really want to say true. I really do, but I think I'm going to go false and say Jim McMahon. Uh, Jim McMahon, I think would have if he had been able to stay healthy after that awful hit against the Packers. Played his whole career with the Bears, and really 
played during the 2000s, 2010s, when passing became a much, uh, I guess, more prevalent in the game, I think he would have easily blown away all those numbers. I love Cutler. I really do. But I have to say false and go with McMahon. You love him? Really? I do. I really do. I don't look, I don't like, I really don't like some of the things he stands for, but I'm a, I'm a big Jay Cutler fan. I loved watching him play. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm biased here. I hate Jay Cutler. So I've always loved you. <laughs> so I, I couldn't stand it because when the moment got big, he always made the dumb play. I'm also biased because I'm an Ohio State fan. So even though there's definitely no reason for me to say this yet, Justin feels I'm just going to say it because we can get our biases in there. But look, I when we talk about Cutler's best year, I could probably put up the year when Josh McCann won what seven games <laughs> and when he came in for Cutler and he actually led the team. I don't think that Cutler did that at all when he was there. And we said it earlier on. He probably had one of the better offenses in terms of weapons around him a couple of those years as well, and they still weren't able to do a lot. So I can't get behind it. So I'm just going to be biased and say Justin Fields for now. I I hate it because I agree with Brendan. I don't really like some of the things that he's kind of said and what he kind of stands for, but statistically speaking, he is the best. He is the second best in completion percentage. Mitchell Trubisky is number one. That kind of threw me off just a little bit. There we go. He's the best then. (laughs) (laughs) He is number one in yards, number one in touchdowns. Uh, It's, it, uh, there, there were certain times when I know exactly what you're talking about, Jack, that, that he would throw a touchdown and into a window that you just go, how did that guy do it? And then three plays later on offense, you go, how did you throw that interception? That's maddening. It makes absolutely no sense. All right. So gentlemen, uh, we could talk about that one for a very long time, but that was true or false. Uh, Noel, Kieran, thank you so much for jumping in on that one. Jack, we've got the Irish Bears show with us. Well, we've got at least Kieran and Noel with us. If you want to throw in Jack's question before we do shout outs and get out of here, I think that would be awesome. You guys want to join in on Jack's question? You up for it? All right, cool. You're going to love it. So listen, we can't put this off any longer. We have to talk about it. We've prolonged it long enough. It's time for us to talk about nuts. We need to talk about salty, delicious nuts. And I need to know, what is the best nut? What is the nut that is on the Mount Rushmore of your nut life? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. Now, you can, if you'd like, just choose one that is the best, or sometimes that's hard. Go, like, top three. I'd also like to know the worst. What's the worst? So we're going to go with Noel, then Kieran, then Ryan, then Brendan, and then I'm going to finish it up. Okay. Uh, my, my favorite nuts. I'm not, I'm not a bit no fan now, to be honest with you, but we'll go cashew nuts. And Great choice. My, my least favorite I don't know. I'm going to just pick the first one I can think of. Macadamia. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it. The, the cashew is a is an excellent choice, my friend, in my opinion. Excellent. It's up there. I like that. Karen, like what that. do you think? Can I do a play on words and not actually pick, like, enough? Sure. All right, my favorite, my favorite would be coconut. 
I can't beat wow. it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> can't beat it. I love, huh. I love, I love a good coconut ice cream. I love if you, any of the chocolates that have coconut in it. So I'm just going to cheat and do that. Um, the one I don't like, and it's probably my least favorite, are Brazil nuts. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I saw Ryan viscerally reacting to the coconut, and I will say that I'm right there with him. There's only one thing that has coconut in it that's any good, and it's the one Girl Scout cookie that we have over here in America. I don't remember the name of it. It's got like chocolate and toasted caramel. But but Samoa. other than that, yeah, the Samoa, very good. Otherwise, hard pass on the coconut. I'll, I'll I'll bring you some bounty bars from over here, and beautiful. You guys don't like pina coladas? Yeah, come on. Not particularly. I hate that. I would rather eat this pencil that I use to write my notes than eat anything coconut. I I would every day of the week. Well, we got that on recording, so. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Do it. We're going to have to have you eat a pencil now. (laughs) My favorite nut has got to be the pistachio nut. I love pistachios. They're expensive, but I love them. And uh, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a workout when I have to crack them open every time. So I don't go through a bag as easily as I otherwise would. And then I don't think I have a least favorite. No, I don't know. I I, I mean, a walnut, a hazelnut, something that you're just like, man, I guess I don't really I don't really eat walnuts. So I guess I'll go walnut. But everything else I've, you know, I, I enjoy. Noel is a brilliant, brilliant man. He had the right answer. Uh, cashew is king. Absolutely all day long. I have cashews ready to roll in my desk at work. They are fantastic. And then the macadamia nut and the walnut both can just, but, you know, because Kieran just coconut, really? Just no, just, <laughs> just thank <laughs> Great choices, gentlemen. Uh, the pistachio is number one, and Brendan nailed it because it's like eating wings or other things where there's a process. And not only is the nut itself delicious, but like taking it out of the shell is a part of a really enjoyable process. Cashews are second, and then ballpark peanuts. You know, just going to the ballpark, grabbing a bag of ballpark peanuts, absolutely. And then the Brazil nut is the worst. It's tasteless. It's a meal. It's like a whole meal. You need like a knife and a fork to eat that freaking thing. It's so massive and dry and disgusting. Don't let Matt Nagy mention peanuts, okay? <laughs> oh, good, good call. Oh boy, I we we are a family-ish podcast, and I love that we always push the ish. Thank you for doing that, Jack. All right, You're gentlemen, welcome. it is time to get out of here. We want to say a special thank you to Kieran and Noel for waking up at an ungodly hour to talk bears and nuts with us. Uh, so we're going to give shout outs, uh, any shout outs, anyone that might be listening to the podcast, you want to give to a shout out. So we're going to go Noel, Kieran, Jack, Brendan, and I will finish it up. Shout outs, boys. Um, I haven't even thought of the shout outs. Well, I'll give you guys a shout out for having us on first off. Really appreciate that. And uh, the other guys on the Irish Bear Show, I'm sure they'll be listening at some point. So shout out to those guys. Yeah, similarly enough, shout out to obviously our guys, Anthony, who unfortunately wasn't able to, to come on today, but Corey, Adam, all those. But I guess a, a special shout out to anybody that was affected today. Um, just to kind of stay strong with 
with the family out there. I know it's, it's been a real tough day. So I just wanted to do a special shout out for anybody that would have been affected by the events that happened today. I'd like to shout out Liam Hendricks. He is the closer for the Chicago White Sox and he's deadly good as a closer, but he is also a man who is not afraid to speak his mind. And I just happen to agree with what it is that he often puts out there in the, uh, in the world. So I'd like to, I'd like to shout him out. I'd like to shout out, even though they don't listen and I don't think they have a Twitter, but I have some of the greatest family. My cousins out on the East Coast put us up in their home and took care of us, fed us meals and, and, and alcoholic beverages. And you guys know when you travel how nice it is to be able to stay with someone you know as opposed to getting a CD hotel. By the way, I've got a fantastic CD hotel story for you guys at some point. I would also like to shout out, I'm gonna, I want to shout out my co-hosts. I'm trying to do a better job of accepting compliments. You will often compliment my voice. And while I don't really see it, I'm appreciative of the compliment. So thank you, Logan and Shells and Brendan and Ryan for saying nice things about my voice. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's, it's really sexy. Thank you. Uh, my shout out simply just goes to everybody impacted uh, by today's events um, in Highland Park. Everybody who's either was there, has family or friends there, obviously those who have been just impacted by all senses of it. So that's, uh, yeah, that's my shout out today. Aside from the people in Highland Park, uh, as you guys have already said, and you've already done a really great job, I have three shout outs to give. The first is to Mike Osterwick. I've been saying Oosterwick that I've known this guy for almost, let's see, a year and a half, almost two years. And I've been calling him Mike Oosterwick. And he's trying to play it nice, like, oh, you can say it either way. But then I realized that's why they call him Ozzy, because Osterwick. That makes way more sense than Oosterwick turning into Ozzy. So thanks, dude. Thanks for letting me say your name wrong for over a year and a half and not saying anything about it. The next one is to Case Cookus, the USFL Philly Stars quarterback. I don't know if you guys watched any of that game, the championship game, but that dude is going to get himself on an NFL roster. Maybe he's going to be a third string quarterback. It doesn't matter, but he played lights out in that game um, and ended up getting carted off the field. It looks like an ACL injury. And my thoughts go out to that guy. And the last one, and this one is the most important is to Tim Whitehead. Uh, my family and I went out to the Grand Canyon and Tim Whitehead posted a picture of him in cancer recovery while at the Grand Canyon. And Tim listens to this podcast quite a bit um, and we've had some good back and forth. And so, Tim, I just want to say thank you so very much for posting that picture. Really put some things in perspective for me and I really appreciate you. Folks, we know that you can get your Bears content anywhere and it seems like there's really only two places which to do it. That's the Irish Bear Show and the Bear Down Chicago podcast. We want to say thank you so very much for all of you that are listening, that are sharing our content, that are telling a Bears fan, hey, we want to listen to this podcast. For Jack Wright, Brendan Chagru, Logan Bradley, Patrick Sheldon, and in this episode, Noel and Kieran, thank you so much, folks. And as always, Bear Down, Chicago. Chicago.